The Way It Is with Sunan. Now it's time to look back at the week and I'm joined as almost always by uh, Sean Butler, who joins us on Skype. Hello, Sean Butler. How are you? Good evening, Sue. I'm good. Loud and clear. Lovely line. And um, by Ida Milne, who is a sometime member of our Look Back team. And Ida is a Carlo uh, College History lecturer, of course. And Ida, great to have you along today. Thanks a million, Sue. Lovely to talk to you. So, look, we, I suppose, the week, the story of the week, basically all over the world was uh, was Sinead O'Connor and um, her tragic passing. Ida, do you want to take that? Yeah, um, I, I, I'm just astounded at how much I personally felt infect, affected, but also how much everybody else um, felt affected. My old um, Irish teacher in Newtown School, Joe Falvey, um, actually organised her first gig for her and he's become, he's been all over the radio in the last Goodness, day. Goodness, I heard him. So. Yeah, he was yeah, your teacher yeah. as well, Ida, was he? Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. Along with Fred Foster, my two Irish teachers there. And even though I'm, what, six or seven years older than Sinead, um, you know, many of the people we knew in school were there with her, including like uh, Philip Boucher Hayes and RTE was in the same year as her and had to go on radio and talk about her and you could oh, hear no. it in his voice, definitely, you know. Um, but she was, you know, a lot of my cousins would have been there and my, my brother and, and stuff at the same time as her as well. Um, so um, Newtown was a place like that where people, you know, often came for refuge because they'd find a comfortable and supporting environment. And, you know, that it was quite kind school, I suppose, above all else. And I think Joe's reaction over the last couple of days really shows that too, you know. It was really it's lovely, really so sensitive and kind yeah, and personal, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also just saw the good in her and, and really promoted it and, and encouraged it. And she, she was, he was the one teacher she kept mentioning uh, yeah. over and over again, you know, in her memoir and uh, even on Twitter a couple of weeks, a couple of years ago, she mentioned it as well. Yeah, and they say, you know, a good teacher, well, one good adult in your life can be the yeah. the making of, of you and, and in this case. but I'm also struck, Sue, how much, um, you know, people, uh, you know, a little bit younger than me, um, found her, uh, that they, they were a voice, she was a voice for them. And they keep saying that over again, over and over, that she was their voice and they didn't have a voice. And people forget how conservative 80s Ireland was. You know, and how you couldn't talk about things like um, contraception, abortion, even, you know, the way she wore an AIDS T-shirt on television and in protests at a time when, you know, AIDS people were shunned, uh, you know, and people didn't talk about it. You know, she was uh, very brave at speaking out for people who were oppressed. I mean, she had such issues with mental health, too, I think, that... That's also a thing that we tend to shove it under the carpet and we don't talk about it. And she did speak about it, you know, about her own mental health issues as well as, as other issues like that. Yeah, and I suppose the fact that because she was so open about everything, we mm. we kind of knew that there was a possibility that something bad was, was coming all, always. Yeah. The pain, the pain, the pain yeah. that she was in. Keeps thinking she had a skin that was just too thin. Yeah. 
and that there are lots of people like that in our societies, but society, but they didn't leave themselves open because yeah. she was so much in the media light and and it felt almost like when she was singing that that pain was gone, you mm. know, and that then you'd go back to the conversations and it was there. And of course, the loss of her son must have been huge. You know, well, it was huge. There's no doubt about that. Sean, how about you? Your response? Yeah, I I, I suppose like everyone, Sue, uh, like when the news came through, I think the whole country um, was, I suppose, shocked, saddened. I had the privilege of seeing Sinead in concert, I think twice. um, And I I saw her an outdoor festival and like, I remember the the whole crowd, she had them encapsulated. Um, But she was a troubled uh, individual. And I think, you know, like when I thought of Sinead, you thought of Christy uh, from Aslan, like survivors of abuse in their childhood. And really, you know, all that came out. um, And, you know, I suppose you can really see both in Sinead and in Christy the hurt that survivors feel. Um, and it, it does, uh, particularly with Sinead, it does raise the question, you know, as a country, are we doing enough? Uh, like we all know the abuse took place, but are we doing enough for the survivors? And uh, we don't know the cause of death uh, for Sinead, but we do know that she had mental health issues. And we do know as a country that there's up to 10,000 people waiting on mental health services. And really, if the, you know, if, if as a nation were to do anything to mark her, really we need, we should, as a priority, invest in access to mental health services, um, and you know, I suppose support people like Sinead. She was a vice. I, I grew up. I mean, I, I don't think my kids could believe the country I grew up in mm-hmm. uh, in the eighties, and I was politically active in the early nineties onwards, where Sinead was speaking out about things that were taboo. Um, She was speaking out about women's rights. She was speaking out about abuse. And she was speaking out about abuse long before it was, a, you know, I wouldn't say a popular, but it was a done thing to do. And she was a voice for, for many young people. Um, and I do remember in famously in the X case, where Sinead arrived up to the doll and demanded to see the Taoiseach, uh, Albert Reynolds, and got to see him. Um, mm. And, you know, yeah, she, she arrived to the gates of Leinster House in the X case yeah. and wasn't going to leave till she got to speak to Albert Reynolds. Now, that was unheard of, um, but because her profile, she was able to do that. But I do think she was a voice for particularly young women who, and she yeah. did say to them, you know, it is OK to talk about mental health and it is OK to stand up. Um, and I think, you know, really, Sinead, for many people, was someone who... She was part of Ireland um, and she was one of our own. And I think we're all sad to see her go So, Yeah, she was a different version of, of a young woman, particularly of a, of a pop star as well. And I don't know whether any of you, I just, I recommended it yesterday that people read the open letter, it's in The Guardian, that she wrote to Miley Cyrus about not allowing her sexuality to be exploited by the record companies it was the most articulate letter you've ever read. Um, it, it's just well, I just again just recommend people to um, to and, read it. But something that t- sorry, I did not yeah. recognised in relation to Sinead, you know, is that she was so very beautiful. She got pestered all the time, you know, mm. and had to fight back quite strongly against it when you know she didn't want it or whatever. 
And, you know, it, 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 when I read that, I, I was particularly moved and thought, oh, my God, by inversion, what's she talking about here? Mm. You know, uh, it's also coming up in a week where we have the Mental Health Commission. Yeah, this is really important. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, this is the so-called CAMS, which is Child and Adolescent Mental Health uh, System or Services. Scheme. Yeah. 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 And the report is talking about how, you know, um, the, the, the HSEs, the CAMS is failing children and their families. And it's just really under resourced and has huge staff issues, you know, that they don't have enough. And the people who are there are burnt out because they're so overworked. And, um, you know, John Hillary, who's a consultant psychiatrist and chair of the Mental Health Commission, said on Wednesday that children who present with problems in Ireland have traditionally been disappeared and been seen as behavioural problems for being bold and doing things that they're rather than be doing things where, because they're in an environment where it causes it. And, you know, Sinead's story really mirrors that in so many ways, too, you know, that, that, that there just isn't. Um, I don't think we have a mature attitude to mental health problems here and what I really hate saying is when people slag off people and use the language of mental ill health as abusive terms mm. when you say something like oh she's mad or he's mad or whatever mm. like that I think that's a term thing that we need to keep policing and watching and stopping in our society because it's part of the way we can grow up as a nation too when we do realise we shouldn't use those ter- yeah. terms of Ill- mental ill health as terms of, of abuse. And and bipolar but, disorder which I think she was diagnosed with uh, going yeah. back to Sinead O'Connor again I mean it's a particularly difficult and um, yeah. you know I, I do also think sorry, Sue, there was a very there was a very interesting relationship between Gay Byrne and yes. Sinead. And I think yeah. uh, maybe people of my age remember that. Oh. I mean, you know, Gay gave Sinead a, a platform, a voice space. to come on and mm. a space to speak about issues. And, uh, you know, like I, I do remember the night that Sinead, and it was controversial, she came on with an AIDS T-shirt where people were kind of wiping it out and they, you know, didn't really exist in Ireland mm-hmm. um, and they were to be shunned. And next minute, Sinead is on primetime television, you know, talking about it, supporting it. And I think Gay was very clever. Um, and I suppose with the whole controversy around the late, late, we have forgot how, I suppose, progressive Gay was for, for someone who came from a very conservative background mm. uh, to give people like Sinead space to come and bring forward things. And again, I say, like, my children, like, trying to explain to them what it was like growing up in conservative Ireland in the 80s, like, the relationship between Sinead and Gay Byrne, it was almost like a protective father and daughter. Yeah, he had those great um, instincts, yeah. Yeah, and he, he gave her and space he, he to... trusted her too. Mm. You could see that yes. trust in him. That's mm. a really important point you raised there, Sean, about that. Mm. Yeah, you don't get that anymore. No, I mean, no. look, uh, and in in many ways, the late late is now just. I I think they should cancel it. It's just a bland program where the late late and Sinead and, and many other um, things that that went on. It was groundbreaking, and like some of the stuff that Sinead came up with. But it, like, it has to be remembered too when Sinead did famously rip up the photo of the Pope and and challenge the establishment. Like she was booed off stages um, and she was hounded in the country. 
And really, it was Gabe Byrne in the day late. gave her the space to come back into the public. Um, and it was good journalism that allowed her to, I suppose, be brought back in. But like, she was a controversial figure in, in her time um, and wasn't hugely popular with many in the ruling class. Mm. Well, look, Aryeshte Gaurav, she, um, she, she was an extraordinary person. Um, we're going to move to a good news. I think we just need a good news story at this point. And hopefully there, she is going to leave a legacy, particularly, I would have thought, and I think both of you are saying in, in, in mental health and particularly mental health support for, for young people, but for all people with mental health issues. But um, uh, I did the, the, um, the new town bus for Carlo. You're, you're uh, delighted with that, I gather. Yeah, I'm absolutely thrilled with it. I mean, I moved to live in Carlo about a year ago. I've been teaching there for five years now. And um, one of the joys was being near a train station. And then I discovered that there's not very many train services, but the Carlo Town, Carlo Town is quite spread out and difficult to get to. And I suppose eventually we're all looking towards, um, well, I suppose I, I don't expect to have a car uh, once I retire, that, that that by then I hope things will have progressed, that we won't need them, that the public transport services will be there. But this is a major thing for Carlow Town, like two new um, bus services that crisscross across the town. And uh, I just happened to be driving through the potato market yesterday as they were launched. And it was just wonderful to see them, you know, and to see people just excited. And I've also been struck... Um, Driving in and out past the Toher, there's a lot of um, Ukrainians living in, in yes. caravans on, on the Toher site. And they're walking in and out of town carrying supermarket bags. And they, they should be able to use this now too, I think. You know, it will go out at least some of the way. Goodness, them. I didn't realise they were living in caravans, are they? On, yeah. on that site, yeah. And they're walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, maybe they'll still choose to walk, but, but, you know, that it will definitely be a help for people yeah. who have to carry their, 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 you know, they go by the main supermarkets and stuff. And, and that, that that will be a big help for people yeah. who don't have cars, that they can do that. And, and will we you be able when, to use it? A, yeah, the, the bus stop is going to be quite close to my house because I'm not too far from the Duns um, near the Barrow. And so I will be, yeah, I'll definitely be able to use it. Um, I'm in walking distance of work, luckily, so I don't need it yeah. for that. Um, what, what about you, Sean? Because you you live in Kilkenny but work in Carlow. Any good for you? Do you do you get to use public transport, or is it like I did? I, I I suppose I I have the joy too that I'm working from home uh, most of the time ah, now. Of course, and I've I've actually seen my mileage drop from around thirty thousand kilometres a year to about five. Wow. Um And I and I see the wow. the benefit. Uh, for myself personally, my family and everything else. Um, but uh, like, I suppose I travel uh, a bit in Europe. I'm very, my holidays are always in Europe. You go to any European city and it's a good bus service. Um, my wife this week needed to get to Letterkenny um, and she actually took public transport. So she was able to get a bus in Callan, drop her in Dublin city centre and get a bus from Dublin city centre to Letterkenny. Um, and there was no need for a car. And really where we need to go, not just from a climate um, side, and that's a huge upside, but from a pure economic side, like the more we can get away from cars, cars are expensive and they, they, they're they not assets, they're just liabilities because they just 
pump money out of your pocket. So the more we can get to public transport, and I think, you know, finally we're starting to see money going into good public transport. Like we see the rail report this week where, like for the last 100 years, we've been closing rail lines. Now we're looking at reopening uh, rail lines, like rail lines, bus services, all of that. That now is the future. And, you know, like you, I lived in Waterford 30 odd years ago where there was a, a, a great bus service and I, I didn't have a car because I didn't need one. Um, and I think any investment in public you know, space and public transport is hugely beneficial. And I think we've turned a corner where up to the last 20 years, everyone had to have a car. Now we're looking at being more European and looking at using public transport to get around. And I think for Carlow Town, I hope this is the start of it. I hope this is not just two buses. And the same for Kilkenny. We need more buses. We need more public transport. And, you know, it has a huge benefit for people, you know. Um, and I, I hope the days of families having to have two cars at a minimum are, are a thing of the past. You were hearing, though, that uh, I did that... Um People were giving out the backbenchers in Fianna Foil and Fine Gael were giving out because um, Eamon Ryan of the Green Party Transport Minister, of course, is um, has has kind of stopped in their tracks some of the big road developments in their constituencies in yeah, favour of it, train travel. Yeah, and 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 I think that is a problem. I think he does have to recognise that there's still only going to be ten percent. Like he wants to move move freight in particular onto, onto the rail lines. He says that he wants about 10% of all freight to go onto rail lines. And that's only going to be possible with the huge infrastructure, particularly up the West Coast. Um, but, you know, we still need roads. <laughs> you know, we can't do without them. And a well-maintained road is going to mean well-maintained cars as well, you know. And we need them for, for freight, but we also need them for things like ambulances and, you know, other things as well as the, the private car too. Um, Maimon can tend to be a bit extreme at times, like the time he was talking about only having one car in the village and everybody could share it. Um, <laughs> one of the things I, I, again, that struck me since moving to Carlo is they're not thinking of people actually using, like, there's still, the, 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 the Waterford um, line is going to be upgraded as part of this and, and that it's going to, it's one of the big city hubs considered for it. So that includes both us in, in Carlow and, uh, and Kilkenny. Um, and they want to make the Waterford Dublin line, you know, up to a 200 kilometre per hour thing so that it'll be faster than using cars. But the, at the moment, there's only seven trains that do the full length of that service each day in each direction. Mad, and I think that's. Didn't he announce that uh, this is Eamon Ryan again? Did he not announce that they're moving towards one an hour now between major cities? Yeah, 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 one every thirty minutes, I think. Oh, really? You know, surely they could do that quicker. You know, and I thought, you know, again when I moved here, that would be lovely. Um, You're a fan of the theatre too, Sue. That you know, you could just get to Dublin or or go down to Kilkenny or or or, or Waterford to a history society meeting or to a a book launch or to to the theatre. But but the last train um, to Dublin from Dublin to Carlo is 2015. It leaves a quarter past eight each evening, and um, it's from Waterford. It's 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 at half six. You know, so that means that we can't use it for kind of socialising. And that would be nearly the reason I'd have to keep a car at the moment. 
socialising. All right, yeah. Lots, lots of reasons to keep a car. Listen, yeah. um, yeah. finally, we've had our good news story. Um, we, we, we didn't get to the All-Ireland, um, Sean, but I suppose so much has been said about that. I mean, the hurling All-Ireland. You'll be looking forward to the football All-Ireland because I know you're a, a women's football uh, fan, but the 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 big uh, football All Ireland this uh, coming weekend. But I just wanted to finish. I don't know whether either of you will have had a chance to hear, but um, Deirdre Jacob disappeared literally from her front gate, never ever to be seen again. No trace of her. Uh, Twenty five years ago today, um, Sean Ida, do you do you remember that Ida? I'll go yeah. to you first. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure, and you know as a mother of two daughters is something I identify a bit with with um very much and and the DP the the, the Gardaí have appealed today that anybody who met her on that day or indeed afterwards uh, should come forward and tell them just even how small the amount is is, is that they, they know about it. I just can't imagine the kind of pain that the Jacobs have to go through on a daily basis still, not knowing that. And somebody out there must be able to help them. Sean, you'll remember that and of course the connection uh, we don't know with the, the disappearance of Jojo Dollard from, from Callan well, where you uh, live. I, 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 rem- I remember it well, Sue, um, because I actually had friends living in Nace at the time and not far from where uh, Deirdre uh, disappeared. And look, I think it's widely known that the chief suspect in the Jacob uh, murder is also suspect in the, the Jojo Dollard uh, murder. And I think, you know... <laughs> Realistically, it does bring up a challenge to us, uh, even today, about how we protect young ladies and how we make our streets safe. That people, be it young ladies, old ladies, male, whatever, but you know, the the families. That's something that never goes away. So, mm. um, and it does pose the question, even today, are our streets safe for young ladies to walk? And as a father of of three young girls. I mean, I, I don't think they are, um, but I do think it's it's a wider question. But the, the Jacob family and the Dullard family and many other families, I mean, it is the never ending pain. Um, and I do think, you know, we remember today um, and I mean, many young people of my age, we would have been similar ages and we like it would really have stuck um, with you at that time. Her beautiful face. And look, we just... Um, add our voices uh, to those of the Gardaí today and the Jacob family that if anybody has any information of any uh, kind at all for them to please come forward and try and put the, that and other families out of their agony. But um, look, we'll leave it there. Thank you both so much for your time, Sean, as always. And Ida, lovely to have you. Thanks so much for joining us. The Way It Is with Sunan. 